there is one thing in our city which is getting stronger and bigger and better. And you know what that is, Drew? What is it, Andy? The What's Up Castleberry podcast. <laughs> we are so smooth. That was That's good. right. Yeah. The What's Up yeah, Castleberry podcast. It is, it is podcast. getting better. Tell, we, us, we, tell us how. <laughs> Let's do that again. Real yeah, professionals we, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, Castlebarians. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. The show you are about to listen to is called What's Up, Castleberry? And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew. Oh, and don't forget that lovely producer, Robin. What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome back. It's Andy and Drew. It's episode number 82 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Andy and I are Castleberry residents and local pastors and friends who desire to have casual conversations on this podcast for the good of the people of Castleberry about Castleberry related issues. And today, our special guest is one of the preeminent leaders in Castleberry. Preeminent. That is quite a setup, Drew. But I know that this guest is someone that you have wanted to have on the show since the very first episode. And here we are, 82 episodes in, and we finally got her. And listeners, I think you're going to love our podcast today. Drew, in our show notes, you put that it feels a little bit like fall. And it says that you want to talk about the fall season coming. I don't know where you're living, but I'm in Castleberry. It's 90 degrees. There doesn't seem to be much fall going on. But I guess we are moving into that season. What are you excited about as we do? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not excited about the tropical storms and hurricanes that seemingly are coming every week <laughs> right now. Well, they create uh, a different kind of falling in our ah, neighborhood. Ah, they do, indeed. <laughs> yes, trim your trees. This is your PSA, listeners, <laughs> to get your get your limbs trimmed back off the roofs of your home. But no, football's around the corner and high school sports and school being back and ministries going live and events and just all kinds of, of fun stuff. We are really seeing the community as a whole ramp up. And Andy, is there something that's ramping up even within our little podcast here? Well, Drew, I think there is. I think Castleberry's most well-known, most listened to, award-winning community podcast is about to get even better. Now, I know that because of the great work that our lovely producer Robin does, you say, how on earth can you get better? But we've got some exciting things that we're about to drop very soon. In fact, two new segments, one of which you will hear in this week's podcast and others that will feed into future podcasts. Drew, tell us what our listeners can expect real soon. That's right, Andy. We have some amazing people in our community and uh, a couple of our previous podcast guests are coming to share their wisdom and insight on various subjects. The first is Dr. Deborah Bauer, who recently started a organization, a society, in fact, to help preserve and highlight some of the history of our city. And so Dr. Bauer, over a number of audio clips, will be sharing some historical artifacts and insights about our community, things located here in Castleberry. And then uh, Dulce Merida, who was a 
podcast guest a while back is going to be sharing from her experience as a counselor, some mental health check-ins, some encouragement on how to care for yourself uh, and provide some uh, some clarity and how to look after our mental health. So really excited about both of those segments. Andy, what are you looking for regarding those segments? I can't wait. I'm looking forward to learn about our past because that will help us go deeper. But I'm also looking forward to learning more about how we can stay healthy because that will help us as we move forward. So I really think these two new segments are going to flesh out the podcast in some very creative and intentional ways. Today's news is hard hitting. Andy Searles, our resident reporter, was live on the beat of Leadership Seminole. Andy, give us an update on what is Leadership Seminole? Who are some of the figures involved in what is happening there, my friend. <laughs> yes. Let me give you some news from the beat, Drew. <laughs> a few episodes back, we had the president of Leadership Seminole, a lady called Dawn Krause, on the show telling us about the program. Basically, Leadership Seminole is a leadership program in our community that convenes people to come together uh, to develop in their leaders and understand how our county and how our community works. Every year they have a class and I was honored and privileged to be part of uh, helping to make that first day of the class run very smoothly last week. So there's about 50 people in the class. They're made up of folks from different companies, businesses, governments, systems, organizations within our community who are thrown together. And over the next eight months, they will go through a process to learn as much as we can possibly teach them about our county. I love seeing the start of this program because you see people come in curious, interesting, wondering how things work. And then at the end of it, you see people ready to to give themselves and give their time to help make our community a better place through the leadership that they offer. So good luck to Leadership Seminole next class as they begin. We pray it's a great experience for you. And that as you walk through it, you will come out of it ready to serve and strengthen our community. Yeah, I love that, Andy. And and you are a, a graduate of Leadership Seminole. And I know it was very influential for you personally in, in your leadership development. And to see 50 individuals from our county be kind of ingratiated into the into the county, as you said, it's just really encouraging that we are continuing to see leaders step up and be developed in, in here in our community and in our larger Seminole County. But Drew, as we often talk about, everything rises and falls on leadership. Where there's good leadership in place, things get better. And where leadership isn't so great, then things get harder. So as much as we can invest in the leadership of others and the leadership of ourselves, we're actually making an investment beyond ourselves into the community. And now from the Society of Historic Castleberry, this is History of Castleberry with Dr. Deborah Bauer. Hi, this is Dr. Deborah Bauer with your Castleberry History in 90 Seconds. Hibbert Castleberry initially brought approximately 3,000 acres of land adjacent to one of the earliest platted subdivisions in Seminole County. Annie E. Griffin had platted a subdivision in 1889 when Seminole County was still considered the northeast portion of Orange County. Seminole County did not separate from Orange County until 1913. 
Hibbard Castleberry bought land along what would eventually become a new highway connecting Orlando and Sanford named the New Dixie Highway, which eventually became today's U.S. Highway 1792. He worked as a sales agent for Gordon J. Barnett at Fern Park Estates in the late 1920s and eventually left Barnett's Fern Park Company. He founded the Winter Park Fern Company on January 18, 1928. He initially dedicated 65 acres to the fernery. Within a few years of its founding, the fernery averaged a yearly business gross of between $100,000 and $125,000. Adjusted for inflation today, that is equivalent to between $1.98 million and $2.48 million in 2021's rates. In 1937, Castleberry negotiated with the management of the Atlantic Coast Railroad line to add a flag station at Plumosa Avenue to service the Castleberry Packing House. It originally had no name. People referred to it simply as Mr. Castleberry's Stop, which was eventually shortened to Castleberry. Castleberry's ferneries sold asparagus plumosis ferns and later Belgian azaleas. By 1948, Castleberry's ferneries sold more than 15.6 million ferns per year to the continental 48 United States and Canada. He renamed his company as Castleberry Ferneries, Inc. on March 14, 1941. A brass bell, now in possession of the Museum of Seminole County History, hung in the nursery fields and would chime to alert workers of important events such as lunch breaks, shift changes, and as a warning if fires broke out. The ferneries remained in operation throughout the late 1950s. Again, this has been Dr. Deborah Bauer with Your Castleberry History in 96. Thank you, Dr. Bauer, for that interesting fact about our community. Now, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Church Together exists to connect people together with Christ in our community and for our city. Together is the word that defines what occurs when relationships are working well, and we want to help you make life's most important relationships work. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and find out more about our church community at www.ourchurchtogether.com. We are thrilled, ladies and gentlemen, to welcome you back. And we are super excited to introduce you to one of the most influential and dynamic leaders in our community. And on top of that, one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Her name is Mallory Lambert. She is a principal at Casabari Elementary School. And so, Mallory, welcome. Thank you for having me. This will be a little different audience than you are yes. used to speaking to. None of us are going to need to raise our hand and take a bathroom break or start <laughs> fidgeting and wandering around. I don't know, Andy. We've been called <laughs> childlike in many, many regards. So I, I can't say that we're that much more mature than. Yeah, I think that's a nice word for immature, Drew, when people call you that. So, Mallory, tell us about yourself and let's find a creative way to do this. If your life were a movie, what would that movie be called and who would be some of the main characters? That's such a tricky question. If I, I'm thinking, or complex creative um, question, right? I'm thinking maybe Laser Focus would be the name of my movie. Oh, All right. now Laser Focus, is that a romantic comedy? Is that a horror movie? What What's the genre? I'm thinking like a documentary, maybe. I'm thinking, you know, just really about being focused on my goals, personal and professional and achieving them no matter what life kind of threw my way. And eyes on the prize, finding a way to make it happen, reach those goals. It's a story of inspiration and intrigue and hope. Yes, that's what I would love to see. 
That's great. And who are the main characters that you would want in your movie? Yeah, okay. who, would, who would play you is my question. Oh, I would love Reese Witherspoon to play me because some people have told me that I look like her and I think that's a compliment. So I would love that. <laughs> I can see that. That that makes sense. That makes sense. I hear that on your principal salary, you and she have similar bank accounts too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say my mom for sure because she was always pushing me. My mom was a teen mom and I was born my mom's senior year of high school and went to her high school graduation. And cool. she just always was focused on motivating me to achieve big things in life. Definitely my mentor, who's my second mom, she saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. She led by example. I learned so much from her. We're still very close to this day. I don't think I'd be where I am today without both of those strong, influential women in my life. Definitely my husband. He's my biggest fan, literally and figuratively. So he'd definitely have to be in my movie. And of course, my children, because I love being able to work where they go to school. And we share so many experiences together. So that's really special. And definitely my work family, too, because we spend just as much time together as I spend with my home family. And they support me every day. And I couldn't do my job without them. That's awesome, Mallory. And I agree with you. Those are some fantastic people. What a great support system. Uh, listener, in case you're unaware of Mallory's comment about her husband being her biggest fan, he was a former offensive lineman in college. And so he is a, a big man with an even bigger heart. We love you, Corey. So in light of kind of that, you literally were born, as you said, uh, you were you were a baby as your mom graduated from high school. You've been in the education system a long time. Uh, what was kind of the, the primary motivation? I'm the oldest of five. And my mom says that I grew, I grew up playing teacher with my younger siblings, like my whole childhood. And then I was my kindergarten teacher's assistant helping the other kids learn. I don't remember any of that. She said I always had a desire to help others. <laughs> what I do remember is being really focused on going to law school after I got my bachelor's in education. But during my senior internship, I completely fell in love with teaching. It was one of those moments in my life where I was like, this is what I meant to do. This is what I'm born to do. I'm in the right place at the right time. And Never went to law school. Now here I am, got my master's in ed leadership, and now I'm a principal. So I never left education. So when your mom said you were like a teacher and like a leader, is that the same as, you know, we used to say to our kids, oh, she's being bossy. And then we said, no, she's a leader. Is that is that what your mom was saying? Yeah, you know, like executive <laughs> leadership skills can also be called bossy. She said also <laughs> that I had a gift of gab, which I told her I was not going to say to you guys, and I just did. So That yeah. means you, you talk a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Way less than I used to as a child, I can promise you that. <laughs> That's good. So let's talk about the school. A new school year is rocking and rolling. Every year you have a theme. What's your theme this year and why did you choose it? So our theme this year is Let New Adventures Begin. And each year, staff members can submit suggestions for the theme for the following year. And then the staff, they vote on those suggestions. This was the winning theme this year and was actually suggested by one of our very own teachers and one of your former guests on the podcast, Miss Small, one of our teachers here was suggested that theme and her theme was the winner. I love that. That's fantastic. Yes, we love Miss Small and her authorship of a, of a successful book. And I saw her over the summer at a work day and she has got the literally the biggest smile that just pierces through the, <laughs> the whole school. Hey, Mallory, as you've been now the principal here for, for a couple of years, tell us kind of your past experience. You were an assistant principal in Orange County. Is that correct? Yes, I was an assistant principal in Orange County, an academic coach there and a third grade teacher and third grade team leader. 
Fantastic. So you've kind of been through all different aspects of opportunities within the school. When you think about big picture, Castleberry Elementary, what is a goal in terms of success? What does success look like for our school at the end of the year when you reflect back on on each previous year? I would say being better than we were the year before, never stopping, always working hard to grow and be better each year. And each student and staff member reaching their personal growth goals. We all set as a leader in me school, we all set personal growth goals and professional growth goals and the students set the same goals. So everyone reaching those goals and then celebrating their success throughout the year and at the end of the year. We want everyone safe, happy, succeeding, reaching their goals. And we obviously want to continue our A-rated status. I just want to quickly jump in. Mallory, so far, every single answer you have given, you've given credit to other people. And I just think that's really admirable and worth acknowledging that you recognize that this is really a joint team effort. Couldn't do my job without my support system. And I would just add to that that you've given great answers. Drew, however, combined three of our questions into one. So I don't know where to, <laughs> I don't know where to pick up now. <laughs> So Mallory, I believe you've been at the school for, is it five years now? Are you starting your fifth year? Yes, I'm in my fifth year, just starting my fifth year. And during that time, you've moved us forward from a C grade to an A grade, which I know that is something that you are incredibly proud of, although, as Drew said, you will give credit to your team. Uh, In your position as principal, though, what brings you the most joy? Honestly, the kids and the teachers every day, seeing them believe in themselves when they reach those goals and being proud of themselves, like those are the moments that make it all worth it. When you see someone achieve success and believe in themselves and taste that success, I live for those moments. Uh, The kids are, you know, why I'm here. Mm. I truly feel like a celebrity every day I'm here on campus and it's absolutely the best thing in the world. I, I stand at the front gate every uh, morning for arrival and greet all the students and they are hilarious and so sweet and they make my day every single day, little comments, I love your mask or I love your skirt or have a great day or, you know, things like that. So just those small interactions each day and seeing the growth from everybody, that really is what makes me tick. So there's obviously not going to be a favorite student, right? That's you can't have a favorite. They're all your kids. But is there a child? And of course, no names. But is there is there a child that just you'll look on fondly years from now that just maybe it was something quirky they did or said or just how they interacted with others? Is Do you, do you have a fun story about a student that you've had the privilege of being the principal of? I can't think of one off the top of my head being the principal of, but if I could share a story, my goddaughter is now has a full ride to University of Florida and she was one of my former third grade students. Now she's 19. Awesome. Go Gators. So you taught her in third grade. Yes, I taught her in third grade and I always just stayed really connected with her and her family. And, you know, now, you know, I'm her godmom and really I've just cheered her on throughout life and really pushed her to strive for success. So we have a really close relationship. Um, The fifth graders here, I would say every year, honestly, stand out to me in the kindergartners. The fifth graders are just hilarious. They have so much personality. Like we're doing a a competition right now with English Estates to see who can have the most PTA members. And our fifth graders are like really into it and, you know, cutting off the roadrunner from the flyer and encouraging their parents to sign up. So they're really invested in that culture. And like, you know, we got your back, Miss Lambert. You can't, we have to keep you in your principal gear and your panda gear. So I have so many little stories in a notebook that I keep. 
Mallory, I think Drew is asking the question, trying to get you to think about favorite students, because in a couple of years, <laughs> little baby JT is going to be one of your students. And I think he's just kind of angling for, for that prize. I see, I see, I see. <laughs> but it's, it's clear that you love what you do. There is much joy in it. But any kind of leadership role comes with challenges as well. What's the biggest challenge that you face as an education leader? Well, you know, besides always trying to balance work and life, right, I would say only having our students for a limited amount of time and really wanting to stay involved and make an impact past fifth grade. Um, It's always kind of sad when they leave and, you know, just kind of feeling like we lose that connection a little bit and only having them for so long. It seems like a long time, six years, but it goes by so fast. Like the kindergartners when I got here five years ago are now in fourth grade. So really exciting to see them grow, but also kind of sad at the same time once they leave. Well, and from your place and leadership, kind of at the top of the kind of the face of the school, you obviously have connected with so many children and their parents. How would you describe to maybe outsiders, folks that aren't either at Castleberry Elementary or don't have children there? What do you kind of hope the culture uh, presented outward from within the school is at Castleberry? I would say rigor, relationships family and fun, right? So like we work really hard, we challenge all students to learn at high levels, but we have a ton of fun and we really, really support each other. We're a super close group of people that take care of each other. And I would hope that everyone feels like welcomed and accepted and feels the warm, positive environment when they come to our campus. And that has certainly been my experience as I've been to your campus over the years, but as well as the strong, welcoming, rigorous, I love that word, culture, you are soon going to have a new building with some brand new classrooms to teach from. Anyone who's been by the school recently will have seen this huge two-story building that seems to have gone up in in no time. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that project, when it'll open, and what the positive impact you expect it will have? So our parking lot was improved over this past summer and the new building, like you said, is beautiful and is almost finished. We actually will be moving in over Thanksgiving break. So when we return from Thanksgiving break, we'll be in the new building and the new building includes for all first through fifth grade classrooms, Mm -hmm. a new office suite, a new art room and some resource rooms. And then the second phase of the project is going to be December, starts in December That will be a new cafeteria being built, a renovated media center, and two other renovated classroom buildings. So that will finish out the project. The positive impact, I would like to piggyback off Lindsay Feist and Jen Hughes when they were on your podcast and saying the awesomeness that's happening on the inside will now match what it looks like on the outside. And is it true that Castlebury Elementary, Andy, you might know this even, or or Mallory, that we were kind of one of the original buildings within Seminole County, like still standing, that had not had any sort of renovations done? Uh, Is that true? I feel like we were one of the last ones to kind of get that upgrade. And man, it couldn't have come at a better time. I'm really excited about that. I I believe that might be true. I, I remember several years ago, maybe nine or 10 years ago, there was lots of empty seats in schools. And so the district was considering rezoning and closing some schools down. And one of the schools that they were considering shutting down was Castleberry. And one of the reasons for that was that it did have an old, outdated footprint and it hadn't been improved upon for a long time. But man, now uh, pretty soon we'll be, we'll be top of the list, not just for great insights, as Mallory said, but a great external building from which to teach. 
Yeah. And, and Lindsay Feist, you mentioned earlier, one of our podcast guests talked about having grown up herself and being a child, a product of Castleberry Elementary and you know, seeing all the, the technological advancements uh, in, in the new building. Mallory, as we are now entering the school year, school's been back a couple of weeks. Uh, what are some kind of tangible, practical ways that, that we as the community can come alongside and, and support you in the work that's being done there at the school? So there are so many ways to get involved. Definitely volunteering here on campus when it's safe to do so, obviously. Most of our teachers have Amazon wish lists. So, you know, helping donate items for their classroom to use with students, food pantry donations, staff um, and student incentives and surprises during um, staff appreciation week or to help celebrate students throughout the year with their academic achievements, attending events. Following uh, the school and PTSA on Facebook, you can see all the events that we have going on. Definitely join PTSA. It's only $7 and anyone can join. And we're in a competition with English Estates right now. <laughs> that we're going to win. Uh, so we need to win because if I, if I, if we lose, I have to wear an English Estate shirt all day. And although I love them, I, I have to stay in my panda gear. That might help me make oh. a donation to English Estates, actually, oh. just to see that. <laughs> now, Andy, you can join both. That was your principal voice coming out then when you uh, came back at me. <laughs> Andy's used, I would just Andy's say, no, used to no, that. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's what I say. No, thank you. <laughs> Andy, so, all fair, yeah. we'll have to talk about you being in the principal's office another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mentor students, come up with your own idea. We're welcome inviting to any ideas of everyone getting involved. That's definitely something that makes Castleberry special. The community is the best around top notch embraces the school, supports us, and we're able to go above and beyond every day with that support. Yes, we we feel the same. In closing, we're so grateful that you've joined us today. Uh, we could have had a longer conversation, and I'm sure that at some stage we will. But as we wrap up, tell us how people can connect with you and the school and find out about those opportunities to serve and get involved and continue to grow this idea that, that we're a community school. Definitely follow the PTSA and the school on Facebook. <laughs> uh, if you ever need me, you can call me. My direct line is 407-746-2500. And also you can find my email address on the website. It's quite long, so I don't want to read it right now. But definitely email me, call, stop by. Uh, we're welcome to supporting everyone. Mallory, thank you so much for your time today. I know that you have to go because it's dismissal and you have to smile at kids and wave at kids and make their day and make sure that that goes well. So thank you for your time. But beyond that, thank you for your leadership. Our local community school is a better, stronger school because of you. And because of that, our community is better as well. So many, many thanks, not just for your time, but for your influence in our community as well. Wow. Thank you so much, Principal Mallory Lambert. We loved having you on our podcast. As Andy said at the top, I've been wanting to have you on for quite some time. And your wisdom, insight, and just leadership is evident in all that you say, but more importantly, all that you do. Andy, you've got some big shoes to fill as normal after our podcast guest steps away. Would you close out our episode with an inspirational moment? You bet, Drew. Our inspirational moment, our inspirational quote today comes from Neil Barringham, who said this, the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is greener where you water it. 
you know, I'm sure I've thought often that, hey, the grass is greener over there. How do I get from here to there? And sometimes we see uh, our grass dying a little bit and we get frustrated and we want to move to greener pastures. But there's some real wisdom in this quote, the grass is greener where you water it. For me, it's the reminder that we need to take time to invest in ourselves, to keep growing, to keep learning, to keep our relationships strong and healthy, to take care of ourselves, and to do what is necessary to make the best of where we've been placed. Our inspirational moment today comes from Neil Barringham, who said, the grass is greener where you water it. Spend some time this week watering your grass and making your life better. The What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community. This podcast has been produced by Robin Kepi. For more information, please check out our website, Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. We would love you to like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a good rating and a review. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you.